The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Bernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, is the great, the talented, the lovely, the special, the just, she's fucking rad, Michelle Yu. Billy, you can't use the F word on here. Why not? I don't know. Was that bad? I don't know. Should I start over? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Okay. All right. Michelle, um, we have a great guest today. His name is Chase Chamberlain, and mm-hmm. he is one of the, what do we call him, founding members of... Uh, he is the founder, a co-founder. Co-founder. Of Commonwealth. Of Commonwealth Thoroughbreds, which is... Kind of a similar concept to my racehorse? No? Yes? Yes. Yeah. It's a micro share group. Um, but I don't know a lot about them. And to be quite frank with you, until we were in Saudi, I had never heard of them before. Oh. So I I would love to get to know from Chase, you know, the story behind everything and figure out all about them. All right. Well, we're going to talk to Chase in a minute. In the meantime, Michelle, what are our, we had some big derby preps. I'm sure those are going to come up. What is our, that, what are I our. I think that is our, our three things of note are legitimately the Santa Anita Derby, the Bluegrass, and the, the whatchamacallit. It's the Wood Memorial. The Wood. All right. I can't remember the name of that race. I'm, uh, I was just going to say something Never. really bad. What is all that noise? Uh, it's my printer. It's just because when I hooked my printer, I've been waiting to print something out. And when I hooked up my microphone, everything's connected. So it printed it out from like <laughs> four days ago when it wanted to print. <laughs> All right, let's get. But all right, let's get to the Sandy to Derby, Michelle. This was an unbelievable race. Um, your favorite in the race was Messier, owned by the Avengers, trained by Tim Yachtin, but he was absolutely upstaged by a second-time starter who only cost one point seven million dollars uh, at the Facing Sale last year, uh, and that and his name is Taiba. Am I saying that right? Ty- yeah, I think it's Taiba. Taiba. Taiba Taiba, owned by Amir, your guy. Ever. Yeah, who uh, the same owner uh, as Medina Spirit will be back to the Derby again. And this was just, this was one of those kind of jaw-dropping performances, Michelle, because you just don't see a horse come out of a six and a half furlong sprint or six furlong sprint and make his second start in the Santa Anita Derby and look like a champion. Yeah. I mean, am I... I like... I thought it was crazy. I, uh, yeah. Well, okay. So first of all, we also had Forbidden Kingdom in there. Right. Who I thought, I've been hating him all along, and I thought this was going to be the day he turned the corner and, like, actually impressed me, and I used him. Uh, and picked him on top. And, uh, yeah, he just chunked the bit. 
So that was disappointing. And then it looked like Messier was just going to run off. And then all of a sudden, here comes Taiba under a well-timed ride by Mike Smith. I love I love the fact that uh, Tim Yachtin told, that, told Amher, don't run this horse. Gary Young, who picked out the horse and picked out Medina Spirit, said, don't run this horse. Right. And Amber was like, we are running this horse. <laughs> Actually, I've got a great, hold on. I got a great sound bite from Amber. Hold on. You have a sound bite? I have a sound bite. Wow. Because, because Nick Luck and I talked to him, right? And yeah. so this is what he sent back after my, like, congratulatory message. Okay. Oh, hold on. I got to make it work now. It's sound. Oh, geez. I mean, our show is so technologically savvy. I've never done this before, all right? Hey, Nick, no one, believe me, had to rule everybody for this, overrule everyone. But thank you so much. It was it was just an amazing race. Thank you, my man. Thank That was our soundbite? That was our soundbite. He oh, had nice. to overrule everyone. Listen, that's tough to do, but kudos to him for sticking to his guns and, and, and running that horse. Unbelievable effort. And son of gun runner who has been phenomenal so far in his young well, like stud half career. Like horses in the derby by gun runner, I feel like they are. A gun runner and not this time, right? And, and, so, and Uncle I mean, Mo. The, there's a hundred gun runners out there that yeah, are all trying to get in the derby right now. It's unbelievable. Well, congratulations to your buddy. Um, interesting. Look, we're, we, we, we've talked on this show before um, about Baffert. And, you know, I read a nice tweet. I don't remember who it was from, but like that the, the awkward position that Tim Yachtin is in and kudos to him for just kind of rolling with the punches and and getting the job done. And he's on his way to Kentucky with a really, really nice horse. Well, he's on his way with more than one horse. I believe that Messier is going to be making that trip as well. Yeah, there you go. Two horses. Good for him. There you go. Two horses. Two horses. Okay. So second uh, race of note in our three things of note is certainly going to be the Bluegrass Stakes opening weekend at Keeneland. That could be like part 1A, by the way. It was opening weekend at Keeneland. And it like <laughs> snowed every day. Um, what did you think about the Bluegrass? I thought Zandon was really, really impressive. I thought it was a beautiful ride by our man Flavian Pratt. Pratt, Pratt. I think it's cool that Pratt just went over to Keeneland and just freaking dominated. Um, I thought uh, I thought he was really impressive. I thought he um, obviously kind of had a rough trip, was in between horses, uh, and then made that bold run for owner Jeff Drown, uh, trainer Chad Brown, bred by our friend Brett Jones. Do you Yay, know that? Brett Jones. Yeah, that's your guy. Um, I thought he was really impressive. I think the mile and a quarter shouldn't be a problem, and he's definitely one of the ones to look out for in the Kentucky Derby. How, how about that? All right, very good. Uh, I like Zandon as well, so that was exciting to get to see him. And then our last prep was the Wood Memorial presented by Resorts World Casino. You have to say and all that? That's, that's why it like, throws me, because it used to be like <laughs> – the name before, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, you're supposed to say all that. Okay. So I had been like on the Mo Donegal bandwagon. I think I've picked him in every race. And on this race, I was like, forget you, Mo Donegal. <laughs> and I played early voting instead. And then, ha ha, guess who wins? Yep, Mo Donegal for Donegal Racing and Todd Pletcher. Uh, unbelievable. Two great rides. One from Pratt on Zandon, Zandon and the other by uh, Joel Rosario on Mo Donegal. Biding his time eating a lot of dirt down on the rail, but saving ground and then and then coming through, uh, switching him to the outside to run down early voting, who was also impressive for Klarevich and Chad Brown. Um, I think, uh, like I said about Zandon, I think uh, Mo Donegal comes into this race in really good shape. Distance is no problem. 
and uh, uh, should be a force to reckon with come the first Saturday in May. Congratulations to the connections of Mo Donegal. So, Billy, who is your top derby horse right now? Um, who is my top derby horse right now? I think Zandon. Zandon. Yeah. I know. I know the bluegrass historically of late has not produced a lot of um, derby winners. I, I just really like the way that not, horse. You know, the last like derby winner was nineteen ninety one. I think. Yeah, it's a long time Something ago. I think like he that. can buck the trout. Obviously, I'm a Chad Brown fan. Have horses with mm -hmm. Chad. Um, I, there's something about this horse. I just liked it, the trouble that he overcame. And in the Derby, um, hopefully he'll have a little more speed. He can find a good spot. But the Derby is a race about distance. And it's 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 how you get there. Now, I saw another stat recently, I believe on Twitter as well, that saying something about that you have to be kind of one, two, three in the last some odd year, you know, million yeah, years. Yeah, it's, like, it's like when the time you hit the stretch, you have to be right. within like a length of feet or something. Right. I, I, I like Zandon. I, I, I love what Taba did. I, Tabia, Taba, whatever you want to call him. I thought that was remarkable. I just don't know with the lack of experience. Um, and I was really impressed with Mo Donegal. I liked, to be honest with you, I like all three of those horses that come out of those this weekend's races. It's not, uh, I don't think it's just uh, because it, this just happened. Um, I was really impressed. And uh, I think it's shaping up to be a really, really good race. Uh, mm -hmm. I think there's a Super lot of right? high quality three-year-olds. Very interesting. And someone asked me today, you know, uh, our good friend Travis White at TaylorMade, I was just with him at Keeneland. I'm in Kentucky right now, Michelle, and he asked me the same question. And I said, you know what? I said, whoever gets the best trip is going to win the Derby. This is going to come down mm -hmm. to who gets clear, who doesn't, you know, get stopped, all that kind of stuff. Because there's no, to me at least right now, there's no Bodie Meister in there who might just clear even though he didn't win. You know what I mean? There's no, like, the uh, big speed horse that can continue. The, even the Baffert horses like Messier ha has a chink in his armor now. Um, I just think it's wide open. Now, he also got beat by slow down Andy. Right. And I think, I think it's, I think it's one of those races that you're going to, you're going to hear a lot of stuff leading in. It's really important that you kind of watch the week of and see who's thriving down there. I remember last year, and I think you and I talked about it, we were with Brad Cox and, and he said how good Mandaloon was doing. You know, you're going to hear a lot of stuff mm -hmm. as we lead up to the Derby, um, and, and just keep your ears open and your eyes open. But the horses that came out of those races this weekend, Michelle, really impressed me. I think they're going to be right there when when uh, when it's all said and done. How about you? All right. Um, so I was really impressed by Zandon. I still am putting Epicenter on top right now because he's just done, like, everything you've asked of him. I think he can lay and, off. And my good friend close. Steve Asmussen is due for a derby win, isn't he? Yeah, I think so too, right? So I'm putting Epicenter on top. Zandon's right underneath him in, in my uh, top horses. And my like my horse I'm going to play on everything is Barber Road. Okay. All right. Okay? I don't think he's going to win, but like he's going to hit the board. Okay. I like that. I, talked, sure. I spoke to Joel Rosario today, asked him who mm -hmm. he was going to ride, and I think he's riding Epicenter. Really? Yeah. All right. So I don't know if that's newsworthy, but it did come from Joel, but... I, I don't think he's probably spoken to Ron Anderson, so it might not mean much. <laughs> All right. All right, Michelle, let's get to our guest, Chase. Uh, we'll do a quick break, and we'll come back and talk all about Commonwealth. You like that or no? I love it. Okay, then we'll do it. Coming right back. 
tailor-made partnerships provide an unmatched entry and experience into both the racing and breeding side of the thoroughbred industry. Now you can be a part of top-level racing and breeding with all the rewards and less risk and cost. Medallion Racing has enjoyed great success through the years with 66% of starters running in graded stakes and 25% in grade ones. Last year, Medallion was fortunate enough to have an impressive four Breeders' Cup starters. Similarly, our bloodstock investments have discovered great value on the breeding side of the game, buying and selling such standouts as Improbable, Bast, Cutting Humor, and Flame Away, among others. Join TaylorMade and experience the thrill with TaylorMade your family. Back here on the owner's box, and we have a very special guest today. His name is Chase Chamberlain, and he is the co-founder of Commonwealth Racing. Chase, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Great to be here. Um, you are in northern Kentucky where it's raining right now. I am in Lexington where it's actually the sun just popped out. Are you jealous? I am jealous, except I'm not. I'm excited because we've got a Philly running uh our california philly i got a gals running on the turf tomorrow and i've been sitting here uh praying that the turf is not going to uh get be soggy or that you know we're going to get pulled off so well, i love it. i'm all about the sun and Lexington. well you are you are seven to two morning line favorite in that race with our good friend peter and do you know how i know that right off the top of my head i know that was good billy you must be running a horse in there yes we are I love it. Who you got? We have a Philly named Oakhurst for, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the guy's name's Chad Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, is he new? That's so bit. sweet of you to support new trainers. Yeah, I know. That Thank is, you. Wow, wow. That really is something. I mean, you know, we've got to bring up these, these young struggling trainers. <laughs> in this industry. So that, that's pretty, that's powerful. It's a bold, like bold move. I'm also using a young inexperienced jock. I, I can't really say his name. I think it's I, I rad, or something like that. I don't know how you talk. I don't know. Hey, hey Siri, how do you say this name? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're going to have to have a small wager at the end of this on our race tomorrow. It's race six at Keeneland. But before we do that, Chase, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got into horse ownership. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, sometimes I feel like I was born into um, into the, the horse business, but I, I really wasn't. My mom um, is a hairdresser that prefers white and you know painted nails more than uh, probably anything else. So I started riding when I was three years old and kind of got bit by the bug. I always make the joke like you know it's like the only thing that it cheers. Um, horses is more horses. It's like cowbell or something. But um, yeah, started showing horses in, in Michigan, and you know, I played basketball, soccer, tennis. You know, kind of travel sports my whole childhood. But every year was just kind of an escalation of commitment in the horses, and I basically done every breed. I've shown all over the world, and um, loved that. And then a couple years ago. A friend of mine that was a show horse trainer was like, I'm getting into the racehorse thing. Um, you want to try it? Let's get a mare. So we claimed this scat daddy distorted humor mare that was bred by Robert Milana Lowe, um, actually up here at uh, Belterra in Cincinnati. Um, little track for yeah. those of you that um, the Belterra twins kind of familiar, but yeah, yeah. So grabbed her and started training her and that's when brian reached out to me and was like man my, my, my business partner co-founder ceo of commonwealth brian dockstater was like man i've got this thing i've got an idea we should talk 
And that was, you know, he slid into my DMs on Instagram, like every great story. Um, <laughs> we talk about that a lot on the yeah. show. In fact, you'll laugh. Michelle was, remember when you taught me about that, Michelle, what that meant, sliding into yeah. the DM? Yes. Yes. It's actually a good horse name, I think. It's good. You should use that. Okay, so you get that. So what was the, what was the original kind of concept? How did he sell you on this? Well, he reached so the funny thing is that Brian was out at Santa Anita on Easter with his wife and some friends, and I I hadn't seen Brian. Brian and I grew up in the same town in Michigan, um, just outside of Kalamazoo, and uh, a little lake town, but Brian is eight years older than I was, uh, best friends with my older sister. I hadn't seen him in years. Saw that he was out at Santa Anita. I don't even know, you know how you bump into people on social media, like God knows how we find these people or why we start following them but we were following each other and i was like i commented and said man you got to get in the game and it's like i always i also laugh because like i was bitten that early like when i say in the game i kind of look back at that laugh because like i had just claimed a horse and she was sitting in a stall but like watching that mare by the way run a horrible race i think she came like fifth. <laughs> it was like i loved it they were like they're like and the opening quarter is running a snail's pace at 28 seconds. And I'm like screaming for her. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, wow, look at that. Like, what a champion. So, um, you know, but that, that little moment, he's like, oh, man, I'd love to, but I'm going to need a guy. And then we started bringing this bear back. We wanted to put her on the turf and kind of bring her back a little bit. And he was watching us, you know, just train in the mornings and stuff. And so he sent me this company called Rally Road and an SEC filing. Rally Road was doing this for classic cars. Okay. Um, letting people invest in classic cars. He's like, man, I think this could work for horse racing. And he sent me this like Brian always Wait, wait, people, this was this. people people invest like a micro share in a classic car? That's right. Yeah. Wow. And and they were taking off and people were loving it. And we were like laughing because we're like, it's a I mean it's an awesome business. They've done an incredible job, those guys. But we're like, man, like the experiential side of that is nil. Right. Uh, you don't get to drive it. You don't get to touch it. You probably don't get to see it. And Brian loved, loved horse racing for that reason. You know, it's like there's there's so much to, to offer experientially. There's so many opportunities just obviously like with the, with the full crop, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was perfect in a lot of ways. And so... He sent me this SEC filing, which was like hundreds of pages long. Only horses could make me look through something so dry. There is <laughs> nothing else. You couldn't offer me a million dollars. I mean, like, and I read through it, and I'm like, either that or I just have a tiny life. But it, or, or two things could be true. Yeah, it could be um, both. Could be both. And Brian, yeah, yeah, totally. It, it, honestly, it probably is. But uh, I read through it, and I was like, I'm in. Like, let's go. Like, uh, I have no, I mean, I have, I have a million other questions. And so then Brian and I just started talking on the phone for hours. I'd, I'd be pacing out my front door, down the street, come back. And we, we built this business model over the next kind of six months. And then we started working on tech and, you know, the rest is, is kind of history. It's very cool. Uh, uh, Chase, Ch uh, Chase Chamberlain. That's Chamberlain. not easy to say, by the way. I just... That's like a. So we'll, we'll, we'll bring my, so, my mom's going to be a guest later. We'll talk to her about that. When yeah. when you were looking at this, then was my racehorse already around, or was this prior to my racehorse? They were around, but we weren't familiar with them. We didn't know anything about them. I think they were still in California, and 
Um, you know, it was really funny because we were probably eight months into our tech build. So we still had a ways to go. We were working with the SEC and then somebody sent me um, my racehorse, like their website. And it's always funny when you think that you're like the first one working on something. There's this funny thing in startups where like people like to think that like the only, like there can only be one. Right. And I think sometimes the horse industry is not great about that either. Uh, and that's just not how I approach life or how I look at it. And I was like, okay, okay. Like they're doing it, man. By the way, just like from my seat right now, like kudos to them. They've, they've done a great job. It's been great for the industry. And like, my opinion on all this stuff is very much like a rising tide lifts all boats. And I love any way that we can share horses and horse racing and all that it has to offer with the rest of the world. I think it's amazing. Yeah, um, no, totally. And, and and it was it was really perfect because they really helped validate the concept. And I'm, I'm grateful to them for that. And I, I kind of could notice like right from the beginning, like, okay, we've got a bit, bit of a different focus. Um, and it was... Yeah, it was. I, I think it was eight months in, though, that they sent us, and we were like, okay, cool. So we're not the only crazy ones. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it also lit a fire under us, like, okay, let's get going. You know, interestingly enough, um, they, obviously, my resource has come along. They, they've done very well. They've won a Kentucky Derby. Um, what do you, you said there's differences. Can you explain to the people listening and to myself and Michelle what – what are the differences? What did you see that was uh, kind of in you, your realm rather than what they're doing? Yeah, it's a great question. I think that, you know, we tend to have a little bit of a younger user base. We, of course, have, you know, users from all over the world, and we've got users of all ages. Actually, our oldest user is my grandfather. He's 87. Uh, he used to ride a horse to the grocery store, and now he buys racehorses on his iPhone. Uh, I've also, by the way, converted him into a proper degenerate. His wife was like, uh, your grandpa won't get off TVG, um, and, like, I need to go somewhere, so what have you done to him? And he'll, like, call me. I'm I'm seeing this horse is racing. What do you know about it? I'm like, Grandpa, I I got other stuff going on. I don't know who this horse is. Um, So we're converting converting all ages. Um, But, yeah, no, so we've really been focused, you know, We've really been focused on the tech side of things. Um, that that is kind of a place that, that we were focused from the very beginning. You know, we are still a two man startup, so Chase, we're getting ready to Chase, can I to a new Can I interrupt yeah. you there real quick? You know, you don't often yeah. think of, of, of horse racing and tech. And can you can you dumb it down for us a little bit? I, I the one thing I noticed about um, Commonwealth early on was was their social media and it was very good, it was strong, it was new, it was young. When you say tech, what what does that mean? Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you called me out on that. It, it's important. Um, really, what we wanted to do is we realized, like, man, a lot of the people that are that are our age, and honestly, I, when I say our age, I mean like let's just say an age range like 25 to 45, even 50, have have an expectation, and especially as you skew to that younger side of that audience. They've got an expectation for how tech needs to look, how it needs to work. Like, what does it feel like when I use the app? Uh, is, the, is it intuitive? Like, you know, we've gotten some criticism before because we said mom and dad, you know, and then we usually put like in parentheses sire and dam. You know, there's so many people that, that don't understand horse racing vernacular. I get it. You I grew up to, around yeah. horses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, man, we got to break down barriers. I think that's something that I'm pretty passionate about you know, as we introduce horse racing to people, it's like, 
there's this fine line between we've got to make sure that people understand the vernacular because that's how you get educated. But we also need to make sure that it doesn't make people feel like an outsider because they don't get it right away. Sure. That's a great point. Great point. So, yeah, keep going. That's been a big thing for us. How did you get from tech to the Middle East? I mean, like looking at your list of horses, you have some some really nice horses and you've obviously gone big places. So how did that come about? Well, gosh, you know, we've, we've, we've been really fortunate to work with some incredible horsemen um, and it, it really has been a team effort. You know, Country Grammar has been, uh, man, just such a special horse. Uh, to all of us, he's, he's definitely, I mean, since we got him, you know, he was a really special horse to me. I, I really connected with him and he's one of those rare horses, you know, it's like there are horses that are, that will be more talented than him. Like, but I don't, it, it's going to be really hard to ever find a horse that has the heart that he has. Um, you know, he's a fighter and it's just been, he's been such a blessing for the company and for all of our shareholders and it's taken us on such a ride. So you know, from the beginning, when we decided to partner uh, with with Windstar, we had been approached by a lot of different farms, um, a lot of different people. And, you know, as kind of the resident horseman on our team, it was really important to me that we aligned ourselves with people that, that shared our values, that wanted the best for racing, and that, like, really had a track record of success at the highest levels. And Windstar is just, you know, I would say of the breeding farms, they've had a pretty consistent pretty consistently incredible track record, really. I mean, I think it's easy to look at, like, Justify and Life is Good and things like that, but, you know, even horses that maybe are lesser known, like, they consistently win stakes races. And Kenny Trout's son, Preston, um, who will, you know, ultimately take over Windstar someday, and, um, you know, alongside, you know, Elliot and the rest of the incredible team they built there, he's really passionate about Commonwealth and was excited to jump in. And so it was just kind of a... That was kind of a no-brainer for us. And, you know, David Hanley and, and Elliot and uh, the rest of our team, we've been really fortunate to select some great horses and then, you know, partner with great trainers who like, like Bob and Jimmy. Um, and, yeah, the, 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 the trip to, to the Middle East is a pretty crazy one, um, if you don't mind me blabbering on. for just No, we want you to blabber. Here. That's what we're here for. Blabber. All right, well, good. I'm your I, I'm your guy. If you want, if, if you need somebody to shut up, I'm not the best. No. Um, so this summer we sold Country Grammar uh, to shareholders, and in 90 minutes he sold out. The entire offering was gone in 90 minutes. How many shares were and there? It was 2277. We priced them at 50 bucks a share. Wow. And that's um, awesome. Yeah, they they flew off the shelves, and you know as they should have, like. He was already a grade grade one winner and a grade three winner from the Peter Pan and the Hollywood Gold Cup. Um, and I kid you not, 36 hours later, we got a phone call. He was with Todd at that point. Um, we had moved him there to, to be able to go race in New York. And Todd says, we got a problem with the ankle. Uh. And so I really think that was a defining moment for our brand. Um you know, I don't like talking about integrity a lot. I just want to show it. Like, it drives me nuts when people talk. If you're talking about it too much, like, eh, it's just not for me. I'm like, no, no, you, you just need to show it. You need to walk it out. And so Brian and I got on the phone um, with Elliot, and we're like, the, the, the answer to this problem is very clear. We're going to offer every single person a refund. Wow. 
and we'll we'll eat we'll eat the money. Um, no questions asked. If you want to if you want to stay on, awesome. Like the the you know we're gonna let you just know that right off the bat. And then we're gonna send him. We send him to Bramlage. Wait 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 wait. Stop there. How many pe- how many people opted out? Less than thirteen percent of the total offering. I think like eleven. I think eleven percent. Wow. Of, okay. Yeah. Those people are kicking yeah. themselves now. Um, I know, for, yeah, the, for the fifty dollars share. <laughs> yeah, you should see the emails that I get. Like I've got I've got one buddy who's done very well for himself. He's like, man, I just and, and uh, so by the way, you know, we offered the refund. Some people took them instantly, and some, you know, and in that kind of communication, we also said, hey. Horses, the horse is like, okay, he's going to go to Dr. Bramlage. Right. We're going to get a, a diagnosis and kind of have him checked out and we'll let you know what he thinks. And so we did that and we came back and some people, the diagnosis was great, little bone bruising. And, uh, we wanted to kind of scrape the bone to, to get some of the remodeling fixed. And, uh, it, you know, Bramlage was like, I feel really good about him coming back. Like, you know, very, very high likelihood that he'll return to racing, but of course, always a risk. Yep. And so a couple other people dropped off, but basically everybody stayed on. And so, you know, I think it took 90 days. We got him back to training. Destin at, at Windstar and the whole team at Windstar did a great job. And he just started cruising along. And then, um, you know, Bob is, Bob's just been crazy about that horse. And um, it, it's funny. I like, you know, I watched Bob win a lot of races and, he heard him talk about a lot of horses. You know, I was like sitting there when, when life is good, won his kind of last race uh, before his bone chip. And like Bob gets so excited. He, Bob has said, he's like, man, this horse brings me so much joy. So yeah. it, we, we sent him back to Bob and Bob did an incredible job. I mean, that horse, you know, worked him really hard. Um, and, you know, we go to Saudi Arabia and everybody was sleeping on the horse. Um, I got over there the week, the week of, and went out and trained with him every morning. And he just, he just looked so good. And, you know, we go do that race and he's second by a neck and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, and I said this to a couple of the guys in the team. I'm like, you know what? Like, this is reminding me exactly of how the Californian and the Hollywood gold cup played out. Yep. Californian, same distance as Saudi. He loses by a net to Royal Ship. Next race, Gold Cup, mile and a quarter, same distance as Dubai. Yep. I'm like, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna be sitting pretty for Dubai. And so, you know, it felt like we won the race going second. Like, if you've seen the video of me, I'm going nuts. I keep expecting, <laughs> like, oh man, I'm so sorry, you were so close. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? We won. Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Okay. I mean. Yeah. So that was a huge windfall for shareholders and incredible, like so exciting. Except for the 11%. And, um, except for the 11%. And that was, <laughs> that was a bummer for them. <laughs> hey, we can laugh now. And look, those people I'm sure have, listen, some of them are probably a little more sensitive than the others. I, I, I would love to, to see some of those emails like, hey, you didn't tell me he was going to win the Dubai World Cup, right? I, I, I have some of them, and some of the people, honestly, the, the best part was most of these people were like, I didn't have the faith, I should have, that was stupid, congrats, that, right. this is incredible. Right. So, so um, Chase, what's what's the business model then? Are you like a payout after every race, or is it like by horse, or how, how does that work? 
Yeah, so, I, you know, the, the biggest thing, like, full disclosure, you know, Brian and I have been a two-man team for the last two years. So um, I look like a, a horse that's made about 50 lifetime starts and is in need of some class relief. But um, I, uh, we are actively building a wallet for the app right now, and we're, making, we've, we're, we're entering this new season where we're going to make a lot of improvements to the experience. So right now we do payments biannually. Okay. And they're going to go into the wallet on the app, and you can choose to either withdraw that money or use it to spend on future offerings. You know, we're active at the two-year-old sales and stuff right now. Um, <clears throat> so as we as we continue to grow the team and, you know, build out our tech infrastructure, I, I see us making those distributions faster. But for us, we really want to, you know, each of these horses is a separate business, and we really want to manage them like that. Um, we've got a pretty low fee structure. We take 15% as a management fee on the horse's value. So whatever percentage of the horse we buy, we take 15% of that. And then we take 10% of, um, of earnings after that. Okay. So I think we've got a, a really fair, really competitive, you know, kind of uh, fee structure. What about the liquidation and, event? Yeah, we'll take 10% of that too. Okay. And of those of those so, twenty two seventy seven shares, for example, that were sold in um, Country Grammar, how many people is that? It's about three hundred and twenty three people. Okay, so people are taking multiple shares, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, and I think one of the interesting things about this business model for the race industry is I think a lot of people are kind of like, oh, you know. It's, I had kind of heard it. They're like, you know, it's people that don't have a lot of income and, you know, are trying to dip their toe. And, I, you know, the thing that we've been just shocked by is, you know, we have some incredibly high net worth individuals that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot easier way for them to dip a toe. And, and you know what? Some of them will probably end up going into private syndicates at some point. So well, great. The entry point. That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Although, yeah, wait, no, we're not I, private. I we're not private. We're public. Public. Did you say public syndicate or I'm private? Sorry. Uh, both. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we, we love that. Like I said before, you know, it's like the rising tide lifts all boats. So on country grammar, our users, you know, don't quote me on this exactly, but I think that our users are looking at about a 10x uh, return on their investment in about eight months. That's great. Do the, do the people... Do the people... Do the, Chase, do the people have the ability, because of the technology, can they sell any time or are they in for the lifetime of the horse? So at the moment, they can't sell their shares. Okay. We're working on that and that's something that we're focused on. That said, they are equity shares. So, you know, if Country Grammar goes to the breeding shed, they will get to participate. Unless, of course, you know, we sell all or part of him um, at the moment of syndication or, you know, whatever, sure. whatever happens. But right now, if he goes to the breeding shed at Windstar and stands, they get to participate in all that income. Okay. If they want to, they, you, you might have a, another 11% that say, Hey, I don't want to be involved in the breeding. Can I, can I sell my shares? You guys might down the line right now, you might not be able to do that, but that's something you're looking forward to in the future. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, you know, the same thing, the same scenario could play out, you know, like we had We the People in the Arkansas Derby. We were feeling pretty high on him. Those people could have, you know, we could have opened a trading window 
before the Arkansas Derby, and people could have placed a, an ask right. on one of their shares or all their shares, whatever. And if somebody wants to bid on it and pay that price, they could sell them. So that, that's what, one of those things that we're looking forward to as we, we continue to grow. This it, it's all very interesting. It's also all very new, I think. But it's it's obviously, I I think personally, it's here to stay. Um, and I think what you guys are doing, what my racehorse is doing, um, you know, obviously is is helpful for our business. We need new blood. We need new people. And and, and I think that has to be a part of your passion is to bring new people into the game. Am I off base by saying that? No, not at all. You know, I mean, like I said, horses are, are without a doubt my passion. I mean, it's like, you know, I, I really had a moment uh, in this last year. It's like, don't get me wrong, du winning Dubai World Cup, I mean, I was sobbing. We all were. It was, it was amazing. I am, I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, I know how special that is. But, you know, one of the things that I've learned kind of quickly um, in my life is that, like, mountaintop moments, you're always, you're, they're never going to really satisfy you. You're always going to be looking for more. And so I, one of the things that I really want to do is a, be able to be able to bring more people into those winning moments, because I, I just think that th there's a lot of people that live day to day that, that don't get moments to feel like they're winning. You know, yep. like when you're in a sales role and stuff like that, you get to feel a win, but there's a lot of people that work, you know, really hard that, man, I just don't, I don't feel like I get a win. And so there's, there's that element. And then there's the other element that like, I think really struck home for me this year. You know, I, we've got lots of users and, and I, I do a lot of talking to a lot of them and it's like, man, I, I talked to a lady who's fighting, you know, stage four breast cancer. And she's like, this gives me a reason to get up in the morning and fight it. And I've got a, we've got a really close buddy who's battling brain cancer and it, it brings him some levity and some fun and some community. And he's a young dude with a, a young family. And like, to me, uh, to be able to share that stuff is, is far more meaningful than like, and, and I'm a competitive guy, don't get me wrong. But like that's the stuff that like lasts. Sure. It's like really meaningful. Um, and you know, I've always wanted to be able to share horses with people that the hard thing with show horses is like, you know, it's a lot harder kind of, proposition it's like hey i, I want to share this with you but first you got to learn how to ride and you got to do it five days a week and you got to and like horse racing is so easy for anybody to get into yep yeah it's a it's a great message what give us one thing in the past couple years that you've really learned that you didn't know kind of going in that you can share uh with our audience about racing about ownership no just about life yes about horse ownership <laughs> it could be about life. Could be about life. I mean, if you want to get into life, you seem very, you seem very philosophical. I'm like, buckle up. This is about to get deep. <laughs> um, <laughs> you want to learn about life, do a startup, man. There you go. Also, Michelle, what are you charging for therapy these days? No. Um, that's what this show, that's what this show is, Chase. I, I love it. I'm laying in my chaise lounge as we talk, but, um, you know, I, I think one of the most exciting things for me, again, like being a lifelong horseman, is that I felt like I'm on a completely new learning trajectory um, where like a lot of, you know, one thing I love about horses is you, you learn something new. If you're not learning something new, you're not paying attention. Yep. 
I don't care how long you've done it. There's no horse is the same. I mean, they, you watch these trainers that have been doing it for years, you know, ages, still get puzzled by a horse, and, and I love that. But um, I think the greatest thing, the greatest thing that, that I have discovered are the friendships inside this business. And I say that because, you know, I went over to Saudi Arabia, and um, Brian couldn't make it. He had a family emergency, and another, and Preston couldn't make it either both like had these crazy things happen so i was stuck there alone i met so many awesome new friends from the uk and ireland and the middle east and then carried those friendships over to um to maidan to dubai and you know now i'm headed to uh goodwood this summer i'm gonna go to ask it and i'm like sitting here texting with these buddies now from the uk and, and it's not just there by the way friends at santa anita like there is such an opportunity to plug into a community. And I, I don't mean like the backside. I, I don't, I don't want to, I hate referencing things that like aren't necessarily readily available to everybody, but um, the friendship and the community that, that, that you can jump into is like un, unparalleled. It, it has been so awesome. And I have so many new friends and it, there really is something for everybody. Like I, I don't, I hate sounding repetitive, but I, I just continue to be shocked by that. And it's like, you know, if I want to sit down and talk horses nonstop and nerd out about horses, I can do that. If you want to sit down and have drinks and obsess over handicapping and gambling, you can do that. You want to do the party thing. You can do that. Oh, that's Michelle's and favorite. Me- the yeah, party thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she likes the champagne. So, I, well, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. No, I hear you. No, I think I think you're making doesn't like champagne. I think you're making great points and and your positivity comes across, your passion comes across and I think that's why you guys have had success and you will continue to have success as we we move towards you said you're going to the 2-year-old sales. We'll see you down there. We're going to see you tomorrow. What should we uh what should we bet on the Keeneland 6 tomorrow? I mean, is this beers? Is it champagne? Is it is it a dinner? What do we got? What do you want to risk? I mean, what, how, how confident are you? Oh, oh, I like that. I mean, I, hey, I, I'll go big. You know what? I wasn't feeling great about the inside post because typically like less than 4% of uh, front runners win at Keeneland on the turf going around. Mm. But that that one spot has actually been decent for us. My buddy Bo Bromigan's horse, El Cabong, just won from the one. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, our, our filly can be a bit of her own worst enemy. She's got wicked high cruising speed. She just likes to be a, she's, she's one of those, one of those women that likes to just be maybe, a, maybe just a touch aggressive. <laughs> no, I mean, this is just like Michelle. I mean, this is li- literally, this is like yeah. the Michelle podcast. Should have named her Michelle. You're, she. Li- yeah, your, your words, not mine. But, oh, that's all right. Uh, yeah, you pick up what I'm throwing. All right, so we're going, I we're going, Michelle. we're going bourbon. For do you have to win the race or just who finishes in front of the other one? Oh, I think it should be just head to head. Head to head. Okay, head to head for a yeah. beautiful double bourbon after the race. Fair? That's done. All right. Done. Well, we will we will see you out there tomorrow. Chase Chamberlain, thank you for spending so much time with us. Continued success with Commonwealth Racing. How does someone find out about this? Yeah, thanks for asking. You can go to joincommonwealth.com on the web or you can search uh, Commonwealth Racing on the iOS store, the Apple store. And uh, otherwise, hit us on Instagram and 
um, or you can email at hello at joincommonwealth.com and you'll uh, get to hear from me. Oh, that's very cool. Oh, wait, I have one more question. Oh, sorry. How do you guys get horses? I, how do you guys get horses? Like, we've, we've kind of talked about country grammar a lot, which obviously you bought into with Windstar, but do you guys buy anything like of your own that are solely Commonwealth or do you do all partnership type things um, with other entities? Yeah, great question. We are, so right now we've got, uh, we've got a bunch of new horses coming from Commonwealth and Windstar. And then uh, we will be striking out on some new partnerships and some majority owned Commonwealth horses, um, especially as we grow. I, I'm crazy passionate about the turf. So I want to get our turf, you know, kind of roster up and we need to get more fillies. Hey, so, and the best place to run uh, on the turf during the winter is certainly Santa Anita Park. There you go. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is there really a better place to run than Santa Anita, like, any time? I mean, no offense. I like the other Summer. Races, you wouldn't like, want to be here during summer. A, we don't run, and B, it's sweltering. <laughs> but you can well, head down well, to Del Mar. I, but you could stay in Michelle's well, trailer I mean. at Del Mar. Michelle will tell you Saratoga. Yeah, I, mean, I, I will tell you Del Mar during the summer. And then, I mean, we're at Keeneland. This place is pretty spectacular. I love Keelan, but no, you're on, you're right. On a day over day basis, you can't really beat San Anita. No chance. You're a hundred percent right. Well, Chase, we will see you out there tomorrow. Thank you for coming on, Michelle. Are you good now? I'm good. Can we let Chase Thank leave? From getting my questions. Court, in. we held him on for thirty two. Chase, are you? Is it true that you might put this interview on your website? <laughs> I mean, Chase, you are our I longest interview ever. Oh, geez. I hope it was, like, clear. And, no, it was great. Know, we're, but we're still mean, recording. You're not done. I mean, this is still going on, so you can uh, you can put it on your way. I was going to say, Michelle, I was going to say, you know, you mentioned Instagram and the iOS store. You know why Chase is so positive is because the tw he's not on Twitter all day long. Oh, no. I'm on Chase Twitter, himself I'm on is on Twitter. Twitter, though. Yeah, Chase is on Twitter, yeah, but, but not, not really. He's, he's not – it's so negative these days. Anyway, Chase, all right, we'll let you go. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you very much, bud. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. That's, Thanks, Chase. That's Chase Chamberlain here yeah, on bye -bye. the owner's box. Michelle, uh, great job. Uh, sounds like a really, really good kid. I've, I've spoken to him a couple times out at Santa Anita, and they, they are uh, – they're making it happen. I've been harassing him for like weeks to come on the show. He he's right. He's not on Twitter a lot because I'll send him like messages and he just doesn't answer, and it's because they haven't been read. Um. Yes, that happens. Well, you oh you slid into his DMs. Does Ryan know? I slid into his DMs. <laughs> I love that. Slide sliding into the DM needs to be a name of a horse for sure. That's Commonwealth Racing. You can uh, find them at joincommonwealth.com. Michelle, what's happening at uh, the Great Race Place this weekend? Okay, so we're kind of in like racehorse hangover after Santa Anita Derby last weekend, right? But if you have kids, we still have the infield going on for them. The Santa Anita Spring Carnival goes on all the way through Easter. Um, and on Easter, we have the world's biggest Easter egg hunt. I think it's the biggest Easter egg hunt in the SGV, actually. Wow. But it's awesome. If you haven't done it before, we had a little hiatus because of COVID. But we break it up by age groups, and it's over in the infield lawn. And they spread out like 35,000 Easter eggs. That's not an exaggeration. 
and let the different age kids go at like certain times and they just run. It's like a crazy free for all. You think like watching the corgis racing across the lawn is fun. Watch your like three-year-old beeline it for some eggs and then get like T-boned by another three-year-old. It's awesome. <laughs> um, awesome. So highly recommend. I take my kids to that every year. We also have a trackside dining Easter buffet. Um, which I'm sure will be delicious. We do not have any stakes racing this weekend because, like I said, we're in the little bit of a um, you know post post Santa Anita Derby lull. But we do have some great cards coming up for the weekend. I mean, already our Friday card had a ton of races. I think our Saturday card had ten races, and we have our first two-year-old race Friday for Calbred Phillies, and it goes as race number one. That's a lot to digest. I hope you all go out to the great race place. We just gave it a great bump. And um, then I'm headed to OBS next week, Michelle. Very exciting. So we'll have to do something from OBS. And we'll, uh, Excellent. Uh, we'll get someone from Florida. Michelle, I'll try to find you another sleeper that'll go for $320,000. Sleeper was not 200 and whatever it was, yes. Um, Michelle, are you going with I Got a Gal for Commonwealth, Border X Line, and Pete Erton? Or are you going with Oakhurst, Chad Brown, Little Red Feather? I want to oh, know right that's now. that's not fair. I haven't looked at the race. You don't need to look at the race, Michelle. Be smart. I don't even know how far it is. It's a mile and a 16th. Ooh, a mile and a 16th is a little far. Mm. What race is that? The this one, Race six, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's see. I got a gal. Ready, lady. Let's take a Look, the people listening are just this going like, no what shot. am I doing right now? Oh, I cannot believe Michelle's Brad, just oh, ripped up the form. Brad Co- Brad Co- oh, the Brad, the Brad Cox horse is really interesting. I might beat you guys both with the Brad Cox horse. Okay, that's fine. That's who you want? Actually, oh, well, first time round. Ooh. Um. Okay. I kind of like the Tom Amos first time routing. Is that weird? That's not weird, but I, that's not one of your choices. It's not? Your choices are you have you the really one or pick? the 11. You're either on my team or you're on Team Commonwealth. That is so unfair. No, it's not. Make uh, a choice, and this is when then we're going to say goodbye. Okay. So, let's bah, see. Your bah, horse nah. did win on the tapita, but it actually hasn't won on the grass. Uh, I got a gal. I mean, I like her stretching back. I'm going to go with I got a gal. All right. Okay. You're on the I got a gal bandwagon. Michelle, you're the best. Thank you. We are part of the In the Money Media Network. I am going to see our good friend Pete Fornatel tomorrow, Michelle. He's coming to the races. Um, It is lovely out here at Keeneland, but we miss you. To Santa Anita, thank you. And TaylorMade, thank you. Uh, To Delmar, who we're we're headed in that direction, thank you. And uh, I think that's it, Michelle. And we'll see you soon. See you soon.